Hi, this is Bob Wells here, and welcome to Undercurrent Stories. This is the show where we hear about people's interests and uncover some fascinating stories at the same time. I hope you enjoy today's show. Hello, and welcome to Undercurrent Stories. Today on the show, I'm delighted to be joined by James Horton. James is author of Blue Swords, his first book in the Crimes and Crest saga, which combines his passion for medieval stories and his experience in the police force. Hi, James, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Bob, and thanks for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's it's great to have you on. Um, I have to, have to say, I've just just finished your book. Um, I got it on the Kindle, and it was absolutely fantastic. I couldn't put it down. Oh, brilliant. That's brilliant to hear. That's that's music to my ears, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, but however, so before we talk about the book, um, it's obviously received a huge number of rave and excellent reviews on Amazon so far. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please, and your background and how you decided to become an author? Of course, yeah. So, um, so I'm I'm 36 and currently living in in the sort of Peterborough, uh, Cambridgeshire, border, border of uh, South Lincolnshire, um, and um, I I'm, I'm a police officer. That's my full time job and that's my full time role. And uh, the writing is sort of my my hobby as such, um, which hopefully will progress a little bit further. Um, and um, yeah, I, I got round to writing a book after many, many years of toying with the idea and toying, toying with different different concepts and premises and what to write about. Um, and uh, finally got a, got a fantasy, medieval fantasy novel published uh, in July th- this year. So and it, and it seems to be doing really well. Um, and to answer obviously the question as well, it's um, it was all done after falling ill um, back in 2011. Actually, that's when I came up with the idea. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, I, it, it was part of recovery after sadly I suffered a stroke um, oh, when I was quite young, like I said, when I was uh, 27 years old. So it uh, it, it was kind of a um, the writing became or the idea of writing be- almost became a bit of an aid to my recovery, really. That yeah. so that that's where that's where the whole idea sort of generated from. So you're almost um, as it, it, you had a, a terrible um, illness, and the recovery this actually helped you recover, did it? Yes, yes, certainly. So, um, yes, after after the after the stroke um, back in 2011, I um, I, I really struggled with um, anxiety um, and uh, I'd say a slight bit of depression actually. Um, yeah. yeah, that did was wasn't diagnosed officially, but um, I, I definitely wasn't myself, and it, it took a long time to to find. To, to sort of get my head back in gear really it, it saw the aftermath of it was was probably worse than actually having the stroke itself um and i turned to uh fantasy novels actually i i, I struggled to sleep and i started listening on the on the audio cds actually it was cds then yeah um where i started to listen to to some fantasy audio novels and they were fantastic and there, there were ways to sort of help me unwind and escapism really switch off from from everything and um as I as I kept going, I thought, you know, I'd love to love to do my own story. I've always had a bit of a crazy imagination, a big, been a big fan of writing. I remember at primary school writing, you know, the best part of it was writing stories and making up these, uh, you know, fictional stories as such. So, so I thought, but then, you know, like every, probably like a lot of um, writers found 
initially is I thought, well, who's going to want to read anything I write? You know, my educator, I didn't sadly do enough at school, which I should have done. And I regret massively, um, you know, who's going to be interested? Am I, am I even capable of writing, you know, that, that what anyone would read? Um, so it was an idea I toyed with after that for a long time and uh, spent many a nights laying there rather than listening to the audio books, actually coming up with my own stories, such fantasy novel. So you were in the Metropolitan Police. You had your stroke at 27. How, how long were yeah. you sort of in recovery mode? How long did it take to get back to work? Um, so, I, I mean, I was very, very fortunate. Um, I was back. I was back to work within eight months, uh, which was, which was, you know, just, I really count my blessings. Um, initially, I lost, I was, I lost a lot of sense in my in my left hand side. So it was my my left arm, left leg, um, that, that was mainly affected, and the whole kind of uh, sort of numbness feeling as such. Probably best way to describe it lasted probably about six to twelve weeks. Yeah. Um, and um, so after that, it was building myself up through rehabilitation and so on. And and, um, and actually physically, I came, uh, recovered quite well. Um, mentally, that that takes, well, something that's ongoing, I think, for, I think any stroke survivor probably say probably for the rest of your life, really, sadly. Yeah. But it's it's something you can deal with over time. And, and that's, yeah. And did you go back so to the med? Yes, yes. So I was back uh, full time um, in the Metropolitan Police. Um, and then after a few years, um, I decided to come back home to Lincolnshire. That was where I was born, as such, so in Grantham, so yeah. not far from, from yourself. But um, I decided to, to, to head back to Lincolnshire and um, sort of settle. Um, I sort of had enough of the hustle and bustle of London as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I came back to Lincolnshire and that's where I currently work now. Yeah. So the, the book itself is, is set in a place called Stanford. That's with an N, not an M. And obviously... Yeah. <laughs> we both yes. live not far from Stamford. Did you use the that, actual town itself of Stamford to to base the novel the novel around? I did. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. So at the at the time when I um when I sort of come up with the the idea and the concept of the book, I, I then sort of storyboard. I, I started writing down ideas of names of locations because I wanted it to be fantasy. Yeah, but also I was very keen for it to be set. And realistic in certain aspects as well. So, so obviously with the medieval era, I was, I was really keen to stick and be true to what happened back then. However, I, I didn't want to uh, sort of make it completely 100% accurate in regards to historic, as a historic sort of fact novel. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I was living in Stamford and working there actually at the time in the police. Um, and it was a fantastic place to work and a lovely place to live, as you know. Um, and I, I decided to, um, yeah, use different areas and, and road names and actually the whole layout of the Stamford, which is the, the main source setting in the book, is pretty close to the layout of um, Stamford in Lincolnshire as it's as as when writing it I was always kind of picturing the, the town and using areas in the town like the market squares um, you know accurate as well along with Main Street that runs onto Main Street and there's also a couple of hidden um, um, places in there that I, I, that I frequented you know quite a lot and yeah. um so yes it's very good so the name blue swords could tell us about yes. where you got that name from so i i i the the blue aspect came from the police itself um yes yeah. 
uh, obviously uh, the thin blue line or you know and uh, etc and and so so I liked I liked the idea of trying to mix up uh, when I when I wrote the book the biggest thing for me was to write about something you know and something you love um so the medieval side of it in the title obviously it's swords which is something i love the time i loved and the time i enjoyed writing about and the blue comes from the police um i where, where i work so something i like to hope i know a little bit about after sort of 16 and a half years yeah so, so did i mean obviously the police them as we know them today weren't actually around in medieval times but but did they they, they presumably had guardians of people yeah, so actually, it's funny. I've been asked this question a couple of times. Um, so, so yeah, the the, the whole police um, premise in the book is is completely fictional. Um, there was no, um, there, there was no police as such back then. But the, obviously, there was there was your crown regal guards that you know did the did the um, patrols of the of the larger towns and cities. Um, and as for as for villages, you know, sometimes wasn't anybody at all to patrol them. So and that that comes across quite apparent in the book as well. Um, but yeah, so the 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 actual the actual characters, uh, the blue swords in the book, are uh, are effectively a, a medieval police force, which is where I like to hope it does it does you know sort of um different difference itself from other other books well, I, so, I certainly think the the way that you depicted the characters the description of the scenery the, the actual feel of what it would have been like in those times um yeah with all the grime and the agriculture and but also you you know you bring in concepts like love yes yeah definitely yeah there's a lot of um there's a, there's a couple of sort of side um side concepts i'd say um like you say one being um love as you said it, it is it is it I, I like to hope it's um i mean i've always been a big fan of romance actually and, <laughs> yeah. and romantic novels um and, as, as long, uh, as, as, long love... as the hero's got a sword in his hand <laughs> yeah yeah i i do you know what I, it sounds i hope it doesn't sound too cheesy but i i really miss um your, your, the old style um sort of films and books that you know like what we saw probably more in the 80s 90s uh, you know this very simplistic story of good versus evil with a with a with a love story entwined and yeah. you know and so on and i really wanted to bring that back in the book um i didn't want to make it over complicated i didn't no. want um you know my friends and family and other readers to to read it and sort of go full blind it doesn't really i can't really work out what's going on who's going on you know i wanted it to be quite a simple storyline um yeah. and something that more for anything that can offer a bit of escapism i think love definitely yeah. love and romance definitely does that and, and the other form. thing although it's you know there's some serious themes in there um mm. you, i like the way you use the, the humor particularly between the the blue swords themselves was that was that something i mean in terms of the police themselves and, and your colleagues or ex-colleagues or and current colleagues did you use definitely. some of that experience yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to get across um, in in the police that the sort of, there, there is a canteen culture to a certain point, and and um, it, it generally is always done tastefully. Um, yeah. But I, obviously, every day, you know, cops are going out, and you know, and and like like any emergency services dealing with some horrendous, um, you know, incidents. Um, you know, it's it's you know, a, a bad day is a real bad day um, as a police officer. 
and um, you know a way of coping with that and it's been a it's been a coping technique from a for a lot of police officers not everybody but some um, you know humor is one way of um, sort of you know bravado as such maybe and 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 that I wanted to reflect that in the book so yeah. you know where there is a couple of instances that have happened you know there's there's certain characters that sort of you know make light of that incident whereas the other the more sort of premature newer officers or should I say swords are struggling to get the head round um why someone would sort of find that amusing does that make sense yes it, yes it does and, yes, and like i say yes. with all the other themes going on it, it, it was sort of um lightened the atmosphere at times it, good it, good. It was good yeah and that does happen that that is yeah. that is the police that yeah. is you know you'll have you know and it, and i hate to say it, it is a it is a bravado within the police a little bit and a bit of a um it's a, it's a uh, you know, a, a technique to sort of, you know, protect yourself. And it's sometimes a bit of a showboat, yeah. showboating. It's not always how people feel, um, but it's how they like to come across their colleagues. And, you know, yes. actually, and it sort of masks how yeah. maybe they are feeling inside a little bit. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, you have to say, I have to say, you obviously enjoy uh, writing by the very fact that you, this is your first book and you've actually got this as your first book in the Crimes and Crest saga. So we've got more books on the way. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, and I'm actually currently um, in about chapter nine now of the, of the of the follow-up book, which is which I'm enjoying even more actually writing. And I'm um, I've gone for I really want to keep the medieval fantasy and the yeah. romance there, but I also want to you know as, as the main sort of saga title says, crimes and crest. Um, I really want to keep the crime aspect in there and the policing aspect in there. So yes, um, so that that is going to be covered. I mean, it is, there is obviously a lot of crime aspect in the first one, but the second one's going to reflect a lot more on um, uh, sort of. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's a crime thriller, but it's a probably a medieval crime thriller if you, if, if there is one. Yes, yeah. No, I, I think um, certainly the the fact that you've got this police thing going on makes makes the story very unique. Thank um, you. Rather than just another medieval fiction story. No, yeah, and no, I appreciate. It's thank you. So, in terms of of your writing process, uh, you're a young man, you've got a young family, uh, and you've got a job. How how does that work? Um, well, I, I'm I'm quite strict on it, really. I mean, I'll never I'll never allow writing at the minute to overtake what I say at the minute at any time to overtake my sort of family uh, yeah. life which is which is my main priority over everything actually um so once the kids are in bed um I I crack open the laptop and uh and yeah and I sort of I, I'm, I'm quite strict I give myself about an, an hour a day which again doesn't sound a lot but I find especially and I find myself I, I can lose my chain of thought quite quite easily that is one of the after effects of having a stroke and so i find um oh a police car going by now um it's you know i do find it's it does help just just to keep that limited time and and keeps the flow going whereas if i try and do too many words in a night or try and overdo it i find that you know the flow starts to get affected and actually a lot more mistakes start cropping up as well. So no, I try and budget an hour a night. Um, and do, do you do you find that during the day you're you're actually sort of um, obviously you're working, but at t- quieter times you find yourself thinking about the storyline. <laughs> yeah, I'm daydreaming about it all the time. I didn't want actually. to use the word so daydream, you, James. <laughs> yeah, no, you've caught you've caught me out actually there, Bob. Yeah, I I, I spend a lot of the time daydreaming, and then do you know what? It's really funny actually because. Um, 
now and again you'll you know you, you'll be thinking about where you're going with the store and you've got an overall idea of yeah. where the where the book's going but but when you come up with an idea that sort of fits in nicely and, and you're oh and it sort of shocked yourself it's almost like um winning a you know winning the lottery a little bit you sort of oh i love that you know and you yeah. and then you, i'm panicking because i'm quite i can be quite forgetful yeah. um i'm panicking so i think oh, i need to remember what i've just thought of i need to remember so i've got a little pen and paper that i just quickly scroll notes down as yeah. now and again so yeah i am it's it is i mean you know it's on my mind a lot yeah and, it's and very you, exciting at the minute because it's so new and, and when you're actually writing in at night um mm. do you actually find you, you've obviously built these ideas up over the day so so you're putting those down but do you also come up with um ideas as you're writing is that how the process works sometimes yeah it works both ways actually sometimes you do and it's fantastic and actually when you're writing you're like oh wow I've, I've, this is even better than i wanted it to be but then sometimes it can have the opposite effect where when you're sort of executing what you've thought of yeah it just doesn't come across how you how you thought it was going to so you kind of can be a bit disappointed in that fact but yeah you, you know i mean i'm I think everybody has their own ways, I'd imagine, of writing and sort of the other authors I've spoken to and and um, and, and read about, uh, especially some of the more dominant names, yes. um, are, you know, they all have their own concepts. I mean, me personally, I've I've got an overall view of where I want the story to go and what I want to happen. Yeah. And But I actually do just do it one chapter at a time. And people are a bit surprised when I say that, but I just, that is how I enjoy it. I enjoy you know there's nothing to stop me going back to it and changing it but generally i i like doing with a goal end goal in mind one chapter at a time and you know and that's it i focus just on that one chapter and and uh you know and that's that's how i've i've that and that's what i enjoy doing as well so how how long would a in terms of hours how, how long would a chapter normally take you oh blimey um it's a good it's a good question actually i'd say I'd like to hope I spend at least a week on a chapter. Yeah. Um, if I'm honest, um, and then I, I, I'm sorry, I'm a full-time employed police officer, so I, you know, work commitments do. I shouldn't say get in the way because not at all. You know, that's 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 my primary role. Um, but you know, it's there can be times where I have to miss a few days, you know, because of extra extended hours at work, etc., yeah. or work that's come in. Um, so yeah, but on average, I'd say about a week per and, chapter. And, and what do your your police colleagues think of your stories? I, I presume they they've read the book, many of them. Yeah, and do you know what? As like like you know, as, as a lot of people listening to this will probably imagine that they're quite difficult people to please. Um, police officer almost a bit like football referees um so i i um yeah so then no, no, it's, it's had a really good um feed i've had some great feedback from colleagues um and i've tried to keep it really true to policing so even though there is a medieval aspect there there's a the, you know there's a parade room just like a, a, a today's police stations the briefing so it there is a lot of police procedure in there um, and it's honest police procedure it's not you know I, I, that's one thing i thought was really important um writing that you sh- you need to write about something that you do know about you yes. know it's I, you know it's not fair to the reader to sort of you know and i see a lot of people get criticized when they don't when they do write about things they don't know about as such so yeah. i've tried to keep the policing aspect as honest as possible and that in turn has has led from to good feedback from police officers um, yes. and colleagues. Well, you've certainly had a. I left a review this morning, actually, on, on the book. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, no. I, uh, <laughs> and I did notice quite a number of, of very good reviews. So, so that's very good. And I'm sure, um, yeah. as, as one or two people have said, when they've left their reviews, they're, they're really looking forward to the next book. Yeah, it's it's a funny. Do you know what? I've never ever put myself out there, Bob, at all with anything. I've always um, kind of 
took a step back and some ways somebody's been a bit of mr gray man if that makes sense i don't you know and this is the first time i've ever put myself out there and you know the, the getting the positive reviews are fun someone described it to me like armor it's like every time you get a good review you know you get this extra plate of armor and you feel great and then every time you get a bad one that's torn off and thrown again but yeah. it's it's something you know generally the, the reviews are, i like to hope are, are, are very positive yeah um, and I, I guess as a first novel uh, you're still learning your craft hugely yeah hugely and do you know what if there is a you know i really appreciate the constructive criticism yeah. uh, that is they're, they're, they're fantastic reviews but because actually and they have helped me um sort of in 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 producing the second novel you know i, I like to you know these people have you know read so many books and you know and it's they're my biggest help really tutors as such um so so i do really appreciate that kind of um you know ad- advice back so with the whole process of writing this book um mm. what's been the biggest thing that you've got from it um so the so the, so the again it, the great question and the the biggest thing is is the awareness it's um a local newspaper did an article um and uh, it actually it, it raised quite a lot of um sort of uh, views on on facebook and other social media sites and yeah it is to do with it was to do with the with the concept of having 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 used writing as a way of recovery whether that be from having a stroke um from any kind of injury or illness or mental health or mental well-being conditions and um, actually i think it's the awareness that it's put out there and i cannot believe and i'm totally i'm completely to this day really overwhelmed with the support i've I've got the messages I've got of people that have suffered strokes, that have, you know, suffered other horrible, horrible illnesses. And, um, yeah, it, it's overwhelming. And it's that has been the best thing to come. I mean, I could sell thousands and thousands of books, but when you know that, you know, somebody... I had an email a couple of weeks ago from a lady down south who, who said to me, you know, just reading your story of your recovery and knowing that you've gone on to write this has really given me a bit of hope myself. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and she'd just recently suffered a stroke. And do you know what? That just, that was better than, you know, that would be better than being a best-selling author to me. Yeah. It was, it meant so much. And um, and because of that, actually, um, I have I have decided with speaking, having a meeting with this uh, Stroke Association a couple of weeks ago, um, that any future proceeds, uh, profits that come to me um, will be directly sent straight back to the Stroke Association now. Oh, that's, um, that's a marvellous uh, thing yeah. to do. Yeah, it 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 it's, it came all at a certain time. It wasn't something on my mind to start with, but no. then I think with, like I say, the support and the messages um, I've received, just just me. I've met so many different people all around the world now, virtually, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, through social media, and it's just you know, it, it, it's it's been overwhelming. I can't just it, it's talking about it now makes me emotional. It's yeah, and I and that is and that is if that is the best thing to have come out of this altogether so it did and then it did feel like the right right thing to do yeah definitely well what what we'll do um we'll put all this on the on the show notes um mm. so about the about the uh, it's called the stroke association isn't it yeah it's stroke yeah. association uk so it's yeah. um it's, it's it's quite a large charity yeah. um and it's to it's to support their um current campaign that's running now which is um hope yeah um which is their, their current campaign. well that, that's brilliant so you can read a great book and, and all the proceeds are going to go to a very worthwhile cause i, I think that's brilliant yeah, every penny um of profit 
that would have come to me is is going to is is being sent. So it's been agreed by my publisher as well. Yeah. Um, that it'll be sent straight to the um, Stroke Association UK, um, and that'll be ongoing. That's not going to change any time. No, no, that's great stuff. One thing I wanted to ask was if there's any if there are any listeners out there who fancy writing a book and they think, well, you know, I'm not sure whether I could, but I've got an idea. What would you say to them? I'd say please do it. And <laughs> um, please, do you know what? Give it give it a go because uh, it's it's. I mean, it's a, it is a. I hate the saying roller coaster, but I'm going to have to use it because I can't think of anything else. But it is a roller coaster. It's you know, there's days where I. I mean, it took me three years, four years to do this, um, because I gave up so many times, you know, um, and thought this is this is awful. I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, even read this back to myself, you know, and and with a bit of support from friends, you know, some people who did take a look at it said, oh, you've really got something here. This is a great story, you know, keep going. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I do really mean that, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's so important that, and one message I want to say is, you know, what, if you, however you want to do it, whether it's by blogging, whether it's, um, you know, by short stories, poems, novels, whatever it wants to be, if you, if you can write it down and find that escapism, it, 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 it helped me so i'm not going to patronize people and say they'll help them because i don't know but it it it's it saved my mindset yeah. at times it really yeah. has so please i anyone anyone can do it and anyone has a right to do it as well so please oh, do it that's great that's a great story now where can people get hold of your book james um, so the book's available um, on various online sites, um, some of the big ones like Amazon, obviously, um, and uh, Waterstones, Blackwells, etc. Yeah. Um, and then it should be available in all good bookstores as well. So um, hopefully being stocked in there. Yeah, so electronic and, and hard copy. Yeah, yeah, that's a paper, there's paperback and ebook available. So yeah, yeah. it's 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 a, it's available, and it's both both that will be going um, proceeds will be going to the Stroke Association. Oh, that's excellent. And where can people find out more about you and your work, James? So I'm, I'm I've got a uh, it's all very new to me, but I've got a um, Facebook page. Uh, it's under James Horton uh, at Crimes and Crests. Um, and uh, that's I can I can be found on there. So it's uh, yeah. it's a, it's a page that I sort of update regularly with 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 things that are going on and 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 uh, yeah. And it's 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 got some a few followers now and it's and it's some really nice people. And please please if anyone ever wants to get in contact, please do because it's it's the best thing messaging you know messaging about this whole process is fantastic. We'll put all that on the show notes, James. Um, been, this you. has been a great conversation and thank you ever so much for being a guest. And Bob, thank you for inviting me on. It's a great show. Thank you very much. Thank you. You have been listening to Undercurrent Stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share the show link to your friends and family. And if you have 60 seconds, I will be most grateful if you would please rate and review. To hear more episodes, please subscribe to the show and visit undercurrentstories.com. If you leave your email in the link, we will notify you as soon as new episodes are released. Also, check out our social media links, details of which can be found on the show notes. Until next time, this is Bob Wells wishing you all the very best.